Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Good evening and welcome to a, good afternoon I should say, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Well, how's the last 24 year, hours of your uh, life been? How, how's it been, huh? I was in the studio last night until about midnight, uh, being in the studio since yesterday morning at about 6 a.m., there is uh, a lot to digest today. There's a lot to get uh, to get through today. But I will tell you, uh, most if not all of the show today will be about the unprecedented raid by the FBI of Donald Trump's home. That will be the lion's share of the show today because it is that important for the future of the country. This is something that we've never seen before. We have never seen... The FBI <clears throat> do what they have done to Peter Navarro, do what they have done to, uh, to so many other Trump officials, to the president of the United States. We have never seen this kind of behavior before. This president was also impeached after he left office. That had never been done before either. My first year in radio out of college was 1989. In that year, I started writing comedy for a guy named Rush Limbaugh. A couple of other things happened that year. The Berlin Wall fell. I remember watching the Berlin Wall fall. I was at the radio station KARL K102 in Columbia, Missouri, and I was in the newsroom watching the Berlin Wall fall. And I felt an enormous amount of joy when it fell peacefully. After years of suffering abuse on the East German people after years of freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of commerce being crushed by the state in East Germany. The Goliath that was the Soviet Union collapsed under its own weight. That same year, Tiananmen Square appeared to be following the same course. The people were standing. They were tired of the injustice. They were tired of the censorship. They were tired of the lack of freedom of, of expression. They were tired of the government control of every part of their lives. There was a man who stood in front of a tank, never learned his name. Don't know if he lived, but I doubt it. This was the infancy of, of uh I guess video production and sharing things like this, being able to escape communist countries like this. We didn't have cell phones then. But we know that one night, the lights went out. We know that one night, the cameras were turned off. And we know that night that thousands of people who crowded Tenement Square to peacefully protest against the overreaching communist government they were murdered in mass. They were murdered by the thousands. They were shot. 
they, with their bicycles, were crushed by tanks to the point that you couldn't separate flesh from metal. And they washed the bodies into the storm drains. And the American media gave a meh about it. This is where we are. We have to decide whether we are going to have our government behave as China or collapse as the former Soviet Union. And I'm not talking about a wholesale collapse of the government. I am talking about reinvention. I'm talking about busting up the deep state, busting up the FBI. I was the first person on talk radio to say that the FBI needed to be dismantled. And time and time again, I got told, you, Rob, you, you know, you, they're good people working for the FBI. They're doing a great job. <clears throat> the FBI it's just the people at the top. No, there are good people in the FBI, certainly. But the FBI must be taken apart. It must be made like the former Soviet Union from the centralized state to the aforementioned, or I should say, the previously free countries. The FBI needs to be taken apart. The DHS needs to be taken apart. None of these agencies, the IRS, needs to be taken apart. So we have to decide which way the country is going to go. Is it going to be Tiananmen Square, or is it going to be the fall of the Berlin Wall? It can't be Tiananmen Square. It cannot be. If the federal government and the Democrat Party and the left succeed in preventing Donald Trump from running for president in 2024, that would mean the denial of two terms as president by hook or by crook. What comes next? If we allow this, where will they go next? If we allow the country to go further down this path that the Democrat Party and the left and the class of 1968 have taken us, where do we go next? And when do we stop and when do we start tearing down the wall? On January the 6th, I was hoping that the crowd of a million people who went to see Donald Trump speak and asked for a fair hearing about impropriety during the presidential election. The thoughts that all of us had that it was stolen, that five battleground states stopped counting the votes when Joe Biden was desperately behind, and the next morning votes showed up by the millions, by the millions mostly, almost 100% and sometimes 100% in favor of Joe Biden. When we were told in Atlanta that it was a water main break that stopped the vote counting, and we discovered that they actually hauled out cases of ballots and ran them through multiple times, I came up with the expression, why do I believe that the 2020 election was stolen? Because I got tired of reading the laundry list of evidence that I had and that the mainstream media ignored. So I just said, I'm not stupid. 
every abuse of power, every bit of chaos that has happened in this country since Donald Trump came down the escalator, all of that was about destroying Donald Trump, destroying the MAGA movement, and making the country a Marxist paradise. All of this that you have been through, all of this with regard to COVID, all of the COVID, the reason why 2020 happened was because it was 2020. That's all. I said that while it was happening. And now, why in the world, when we are being threatened by China, when we are involved in a war between Ukraine and Russia, why, when we are in economic collapse, why, when we have the highest inflation we've had in 40 years, most of your lives, if not all of your lives, why is the IRS, the FBI, and the federal government only interested in taking down Donald Trump? And they have tried again and again and again and again. And this is the latest outrage. And this, my friends, is the Democrat Pearl Harbor. This is the day that we say enough is enough. This is the day you say no. I am not talking about any sort of physical altercation. I am talking about saying no. I am talking about saying we are not going to go this way anymore. I'm asking that those in the federal government who have seen the indignity suffered on the American people and the overreach of your various departments, that you will consider resignation or not going to work. We are seeing people fleeing the CDC. We know this is true. We are seeing, and we saw last week, FBI whistleblowers coming forward. The same FBI whistleblowers, by the way, uh, from the same field office that gave the thumbs up to this raid of Mar-a-Lago. Also this weekend, our federal government rammed through a massive spending package against the will of the people. In that spending package is the funding of the doubling of the enforcement of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS agents. Did America ask for 87,000 new IRS agents? Not one person wants this. But if the federal government can bust into Donald Trump's home searching for anything, wholesale, including breaking into a safe, which would require another warrant, if the federal government can do that to find a piece of minutia which they could use to keep him from running for president again, then they certainly would find a line or a figure in your tax return from the last 10 years that could ruin your life. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to be in Tiananmen Square? Or do you want to be standing on the other side of the wall as you push it over? 
The number is 800-922-6680. I thought about just opening the show with the number today. Just letting you talk about this. Your thoughts about it. I wanted to bring game today. I wanted to bring sound today. I wanted to bring fury today. And I've got a lot on the plate. Dick Morris joins us at the bottom of the hour. Dick Morris' new book says that the Democrats are going to try to do three things to prevent Donald Trump from running again. Guess what? Number one just fell yesterday. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. They are coming after me because I am fighting for you and we are fighting for those who have no voice and we will win because we know how to win. You need to decide whether you want to be under the tank treads in Tiananmen Square or on top of the Berlin Wall. That's what you need to decide. Yesterday, former President of the United States home raided. The federal government, the FBI, which is officially over in my book, The FBI took 30 jackbooted Stasi to Donald Trump's residence and did a wholesale raid of his residence on the behest of the National Archives, signed off by a judge that represented Jeffrey Epstein. Bruce Reinhart represented several employees of Jeffrey Epstein. He sanctioned the unannounced raid on Mar-a-Lago. He left the local U.S. attorney's office over a decade ago to help members of staff. Bruce Reinhart acted for several employees of the billionaire pedophile. Uh, He left the uh, local U.S. attorney's office over a decade ago to help staffers, including his pilots and Jeffrey Epstein's scheduler. Meanwhile, the lawyer also revealed to have donated Barack Obama's campaign $2,000 in 2008. The two Warren applications entered the system on Monday but do not disclose that Trump was the target. Reinhardt was made a magistrate judge four years ago after spending tiered years in the private sector where he worked with some of Jeffrey Epstein's staff, including the billionaire's pedophiles uh, pilots, scheduler Sarah Sarah Kellen, and who he called his Yugoslavian sex slave Nadia Mersenkova. Let's go to Gary in Kingsville, Maryland. Hello, Gary. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, these, these people on the left, this deep state, this establishment has been poking the bear for a long time now. Yeah. They've been convincing us through their actions that the laws don't apply to them, that our votes don't matter, yeah. and that they are going to tell us what rights we're going to have and what rights we're not going to have. And they are going to go so far 
as to go to a former president's home without I cannot believe that there's a legitimate cause for this action compared to all the other things that I have seen these people do in the past regarding other Democrats as opposed to other Republicans. Well, exactly. And Hillary Clinton had her own server. Hillary Clinton had uh, 36,000 emails that she deleted. She said that they were uh, uh, emails involving her daughter's wedding and yoga, which, uh, you know, begs the question, yeah, sure, uh, Hillary Clinton does yoga. Uh, that was, you know, humorous line. Um, but uh, And then also Hunter Biden's laptop. Every day we see photos. We read emails. We see all of this. The FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop in 2019. They ignored it before the the presidential election. The FBI is over as it was founded. It's over. When, and it has to, we have to overthrow this government with our votes on in November. That's what we have to do. That's right. where the revolution is. When that happens, we blow up the FBI figuratively. I know what you're going to say, Gary, but go ahead. Look, <laughs> you're going to say I, that they're going to steal I, the election. I have no, I'm telling you, brother, that I, I, I prayed that this would not happen. I have tried to talk people who have warned me that, that there was some violence that was on the horizon. I've, I have asked them to dissuade themselves of such, but I am a student of history, my friend. Yeah. And I'm telling you that when I stick my head out the door, I smell a revolution coming, and I don't mean a political revolution. I'm telling you that I, I don't think that the people that particularly Republicans and conservatives anymore have any confidence in government to correct itself. You're right. And you, I am sorry. I don't want it right. to come to this. I dread the idea that it would come to this kind of violence. But I've seen it before, and I think that we're, that we're going to be bring that they have brought this upon us. Now, Gary, did you realize that posting these words on social media could get you a visit from the FBI. Let me read from hey, this Rob, document. I don't Let me go no, no. on social media. I don't. I know. I, I know. Waste but but mind. listen. But listen to me. If you espouse these words on social media, you'll get a visit from from the FBI. I want you to listen and see if you can guess the document. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. I'm well aware of that document, my mm, friend. Yes, you it's are. hanging up in my dining room. Very good, sir. 85% of the American population thinks the country is going in the right or the wrong direction. This is our moment. Gary, all I can tell you right now is you have to figuratively keep your powder dry until November. And that is, it's going to be hard. They're going to throw everything at us, Gary. They're going to throw everything at us before November. And we have got to keep level heads about us and have a plan. All right. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate the phone call. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Leventi Baria, the most ruthless and longest serving secret police chief in Joseph Stalin's reign of terror, is credited with saying, show me the man. I will show you the crime. He served as a deputy premier from 1941 until Stalin's death in 1953. He said that you target the man first, 
then proceed to find or fabricate a crime. Joe Biden actually quoted Stalin earlier this year. It's not who votes, it's who count the votes. Yes, they're this obvious about it. Dick Morris, next. Don't go anywhere. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. As we secure the border, another key priority for the next Congress and the next president will be to drain the swamp once and for all. And he had a very good start on it until 2020, where I believe the election was taken from him. I spoke to Dick Morris yesterday. He's written this wonderful book called The Return. He joins me on the Newsmax hotline. My, what a difference 24 hours makes, sir. Yeah. I spoke with President Trump twice last night. And um, he just is, uh, first of all, he makes very clear that he believes this was ordered by Joe Biden. And um, he said that Biden can't stand the idea that he won't admit that the election, that Biden won the election fairly. Um, which he didn't, but he blames Trump for saying the opposite. And uh, it, what was clear from talking with the with former president and just the situation in general is what I say in my book, The Return. This party is dedicated to the destruction of one man, Donald Trump. This transcends party, it transcends ideology, uh, it, gets, it goes past everything. Uh, they are obsessed with the idea of destroying Trump. First, they invented this whole Russia hoax, spent two years on it, planted false stories all over the place. Then they impeached him twice and lost both times. Then they had this January 6th committee that tried to say that he was inciting a revolution for expressing his opinion that the election was stolen and rigged. And now they're breaking into Mar-a-Lago because they want to hunt for documents, and you'll see over the next couple of months a stream of leaked documents one at a time, each taken out of context, each designed to embarrass Trump. And uh, he was gleeful, by the way, last night that they didn't find anything in the, his safe. He said they brought a safe cracker and there was nothing there. And, uh, it's, uh, but it is, it is revolting. It is horrible. It's terrifying. To my Dick, mind, the election issues are no longer just inflation and gas prices and yeah. unemployment and the border and Ukraine. The, the issue is democracy in America. Dick, you uh, now in your in your book, The Return, um, you said that uh, Donald Trump faces three big threats. Was yesterday one of them? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The government, the uh, the justice, so-called establishment. Do you realize this warrant was signed by a magistrate? Not a Supreme Court, not a U.S. Supreme Court judge, not a state Supreme Court judge, not a judge, a low-level magistrate, the kind of guy you go to to get married, uh, to get a wedding license. And uh, on the strength of that, they raided the home of a former president. It's unbelievable. And their purpose in the raid, I think, was just to get documents that they can then use to leak to try to embarrass him. 
Now, is it to embarrass him, or is it is it a bit to embarrass him, or is it show me the man, I'll show you the crime? Was it a uh, yeah. uh, throwing out a dragnet to attempt to uh, find a piece of minutia that could uh, get him to not be able to run in 2024? Yeah, that's the ultimate goal, if they can come close to it. Remember, as I warn in the book, you have a you have an all-democratic jury in Washington, D.C., and the, and that's, that's the group of people that need to indict him if he's going to be indicted. And uh, then you have uh, a bunch of Democratic judges who can adjudicate it. Eventually, on appeal, you have Republican judges, and on the Supreme Court, of course, you have a Republican majority. So it can't get that far, but it sure can... Uh, give the impression that Trump is wounded. That's what it's all about, Rob. They know that they can't take Trump out. They know that they're not going to get him barred. What they can do is to make him seem so vulnerable and so damaged that people turn to DeSantis or to Pence or to Haley or somebody else to run because they figure Trump is too beaten up. Uh, but it's having the opposite effect. This is galvanizing people around the country, well, making clear to us the dangers we face. When they took Bannon, I was upset. When they took Navarro, I was outraged. When they took Stone, when they took Manafort. But now they go after the president of the United States of America. And this puts us in the same category as Cuba and Venezuela and Russia. Uh, it makes us into a banana republic. I used to work in Argentina. I got the president elected there. And uh, as soon as he left office, they indicted him. And the president before him, when he was defeated, they indicted him. That last story is kind of funny. They they locked him up under house arrest, and his girlfriend was Miss Universe. <laughs> so she was locked up with her for a year. Well, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. But, Dick, let me yeah, ask you this. The president of the United States, you, you've spoken... You've, you've spoken to him uh, many times. I was delighted on Sunday to receive a phone call from him. Um, Chris Ruddy was talking to him, and Chris handed the phone, and the president talked to me, and he was of great spirits. I, I've had the chance to meet him as the first president I've ever met. You've been doing this a long time. Um, we, we, how is he holding up? Because I'm going to tell you, I've never seen a family so... Uh, absolutely uh, persecuted. Uh, since uh, yeah. Donald Trump went down the escalator, how's he holding up? Because we are, well, now we're just pissed, and now we're ready to fight bullied. for him. He's bullied up by it, Rob. Uh, he was, uh, last night he was happy, he was up. He said, they finally showed their hand. They finally yes. reached. Nobody's going to put up with this. This is going to sweep the country and make clear what I've been trying to say about this administration. And and then he was saying he was talking about Biden and saying, belittling him, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing, and uh, and the whole justice system. But um, Donald Trump last night on the phone was not a beaten down guy. He was an energized guy. The way he takes adversity is it mobilizes him and it turns him on, and uh, that's where he's at at the moment.
That's good to know. Um, I was mentioning my first year in broadcasting was 1989. Uh, that was the year I started writing for Rush Limbaugh. That was the year that the Berlin Wall fell. That was the year that they attempted to do a Berlin Mall moment in Tiananmen Square. And the totalitarian Chinese crushed it literally and ended it. Um, right now, we have a government that I would say is as corrupt and as adversarial uh, as either of those were. I really believe this, Dick. Uh, um, do you? F- I I said to my my listeners, you can choose to go the Tiananmen Square route, or you can choose to go the uh, the Berlin Wall uh, route. Berlin Wall was was peaceful, and I absolutely am down with peaceful. But do you uh, do you see you know, that scenario, Rob? The the attack when it comes is not going to come from the Justice Department. It's going to come from the IRS. Yes, but uh, the. In these totalitarian countries in Eastern Europe and the former communist countries in Eastern Europe, their goal is to get something on everybody. And what they do is they pass outrageous taxes that nobody can pay. And then when a businessman can't pay the tax, uh, they arrest them, they take away his assets, and they vilify him. And their goal is to criminalize most of our conduct by using the IRS to do it. I mean, in a good way, they used IRS to get Al Capone. But now they're going to use it to get you and me. And it doesn't matter if we're honest. It doesn't matter if we pay our taxes. It doesn't matter if we overpay our taxes. You go through anybody's tax return, anybody, and you will find not only mistakes, you'll find felonies. Uh, not conscious, not deliberate, but things that are proposed to, to persecute them. And most importantly, you'll find blackmail material. And uh, that is their strategy. That's what these guys are going to do. That's what they do in Eastern Europe, and it's what they're going to try to do here. And the predicate is the 80,000 extra IRS agents. They don't need that to collect revenue. They need that to terrorize the conservatives in America. And that's why I say in this book, the issues are no longer gas prices or inflation or Ukraine or the people pouring across the border or crime or dominating our cities. The issue is, are we going to have a republic? Are we going to have an election in 2028? Now, um, I had mentioned earlier uh, the uh, chief of the secret police under Joseph Stalin used the line, show me the man, I'll show you the crime, which is essentially you find the man first, you fabricate the crime. They're doing this with Donald Trump, with Mar-a-Lago, and they will do this to us with these 87,000 IRS agents. This is remarkable. Since the government of the United States literally tried to create a Department of Disinformation, Joseph Stalin coined that expression and created a Department of Disinformation in 1923. Joe Biden earlier this year said it's not about who votes, it's about who counts the votes. Another quote from Joseph Stalin. Do you suppose that they are so bold that they would literally go down the path to Marxism in the open? Well, they they are. Uh, Look at the one house bills. Look at the legislation the Democrats passed that the Republicans blocked. Let me just go through a few of them. There's a law that they passed in the Senate that makes it illegal to own your own business. Uh, unless the, And you, you can't work for yourself. No mom-and-pop stores. No, uh, no, but no gig economy. No Uber drivers. No Lyft drivers. Everybody has to join the company, be on the payroll, and pay taxes and, and follow those, that regimen. Uh, otherwise, you get a huge fine from the IRS. 
they've 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 completely eliminated the concept of of girls' sports, and they've made it uh, they've, they've eliminated it. Anyone can cross the street and become uh, a woman and participate in women's sports. You know, when I became a Republican after being a Democrat. I did not have to go through hormone therapy or gender change surgery, <laughs> but, but these folks do. Now, Dick, I want to ask you this, because I have said they're going to throw a lot of things at the wall before November. This was very big and very dramatic, but not a surprise to me. Uh, and, and also the weekend, the passing of the bill uh, against the will of the American people, not a surprise to me. How bad can things get? How, what do you suppose well, could be next? They can get a lot worse, uh, and they might. Uh, we have got to take the House and the Senate away from them in the election. But follow the sequence of events here. They had they had some momentum, they thought, with the January 6th committee. They had people scratching their heads and saying, boy, I didn't know Trump was this bad. And I didn't know he tried to deny it. You know, he tried to topple the government or incite a riot. Then it becomes clear that they have nothing on them. And that sits out there for a while. Then they say, well, we've weakened Trump with his base. Then he sweeps the Arizona primary, sweeps the Michigan primary, elects all of his candidates. Then they say, well, we can generate a primary by getting DeSantis to run against him. Then yesterday, DeSantis announces that he's joining a unity tour with Trump, where they're going to go to five different states and meet only with Trump-endorsed candidates and urge people to vote for them in the election. And then after that, they raid Mar-a-Lago. In other words, once it becomes clear that Trump has this nomination, shows up, uh, there's nothing that's going to stop them. They're going to go absolutely crazy. And what we need is control of Congress. Dick Morris, I, I, can, we, can, we take, can we take a break and come back with you? Do you have the time yes, to do yes, that yes. today? That would be yeah, such a blessing. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Dick Morris is on the phone. The Return is in bookstores everywhere. If you want a free copy, thereturn911.com. More with Dick Morris. I want to talk to Dick Morris. He's an insider in the Clinton White House. I want to talk about the difference between Hillary Clinton's server and the documents at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Do not go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Can you understand how 87,000 new IRS agents would scare the heck out of millions of Americans? Millions of Americans aren't going to be impacted by that other than getting better service from the IRS, having their telephone answer, getting the questions they need in order to comply with our tax laws. Now, that's Ben Cardin. Four percent of the the billions of dollars going to the IRS will be spent on uh, customer service, 57 percent on enforcement. Dick Morris, the author of a new book called The Return, it's excellent, joins us on the phone this morning to talk about uh, what happened happened yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. Dick Morris, you were involved uh, with the Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton uh, White House. Uh, you know <laughs> that I wrote for, that's when I really started cutting my teeth as a political satirist on the Rush Limbaugh program. Hillary Clinton went on to, uh, uh, to do a number of things, including run for president unsuccessfully, blame Russia for it, um, and then also to have uh, a private server with her own emails uh, after receiving $150 million into her, uh, her charitable foundation following 
following Uranium One and when she left uh, the State Department. Um, what? Uh, what? Let's talk about the double standard with regard to her and her thirty-six thousand emails, <laughs> and and what happened yesterday from an insider. Yeah. She takes the entire State Department file, puts it on her personal server, and then farms off a large part of it to the husband of her chief aide, who has who had to resign from Congress in a scandal. And she doesn't get an FBI raid. She doesn't get indicted. She gets a pass, absolute pass. Trump doesn't do a thing. And you have an FBI raid on him. Uh, it, it is so... To call it double standard is incredible. It's, this goes way beyond double standard. Uh, the, what, what I'm trying to convey, which is, is hard to put into words, is that this is no longer a partisan issue. This is no longer opposition to a political party. Yeah. This is fear, terror, that Donald Trump is going to take their base away from them. He's already take the, taken the white working class away. He's already taking the Hispanics away. He's already taking black men away, not black women yet. He's already taken the millennial generation away. The legs of the donkey are being cut out from under the Democratic donkey. And the Democrats can't continue to watch that happen. Uh, They've got to stop it at its source, and they've got to stop Donald Trump. And this is a perfect illustration of what they're going to do. And uh, I warned about it in my book. Yes, sir. We have to be prepared for it. Now, the one thing that I did, I think, covering my last show with you, is the that the Supreme Court is going to act, I believe, in the case of Moore versus Harper, to protect us from ballot fraud by putting the state legislatures in charge of the election machinery, not the governors, not the state courts, not the attorney generals, not the secretary of state. But the legislatures, which are largely Republican controlled, and I think that's going to make a vast difference. But you know, you got to see it. Plan A was block Trump from getting the nomination. Plan B was to steal the election. Plan C was to impeach him when they couldn't. Uh, plan D was to impeach him after he left office. Plan E is to besmirch him and try to get a case against him so he can't run again. Uh, I mean, these this, these are all sequential, and we're just watching the escalation of their desperation. All right, one final thing, and I got about thirty seconds for this. Um, what do you see happening if Republicans take over both houses of Congress uh, in uh, in November? Well, I think it'll be a. a I think that they'll take it over, and uh, I think that it'll be a, a deadly fight with the administration over repealing the stuff that they've done. We'll take it over, but we won't get a, we won't get sixty votes in the Senate. We might get fifty five or fifty six, but not sixty. And um, they're going to do everything they can to defend their current laws, the stuff that taxes they pass, the IRS stuff. I think they might be able to stop the IRS stuff by stopping the appropriations bills. Okay. The well, bill that passed is an authorization not an appropriation, and you need 60 votes for the appropriation. So we may be able to stop that. We may have to close the government down. Yes, sir. There but I go. think if we close it down, over not letting the IRS have 80,000 new people to harass and spy on us, that'll be worth it. 
All right, Dick, we've got to run. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. Definitely get his book. And, Dick, I, I swear I want to have you on every week before the election because okay. uh, you I'll offer a great that. perspective. Uh, the Return, just go to thereturn911.com. We've got to take a break. God bless you, Dick. Thanks for the time today. We greatly appreciate it. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Rob Carson. You know, there are a billion earbuds out there, but there's only one Raycon. I wear mine when I'm on the yard, working out, or just chilling. Raycon earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Optimized gel tips make them comfortable, and they don't budge. Frustrating when you're moving around and you lose an earbud on the floor. Raycon earbuds don't budge. Raycon earbuds give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, all priced at half the other premium audio brands. Also, there are three customizable sound profiles, so you can switch from, oh, I don't know, five-finger death punch to Lionel Richie with ease. And, of course, there's noise cancellation. So if you're riding in a car like I did for 16 hours with my family, you can enjoy your music or podcast in absolute bliss. Go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax today. Get 15% off your order. Huge 15% off the already incredibly priced Raycon earbuds. Awesome! That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. Can you believe it's already Thursday? What a week we are having. What a week are we are having. And you want to know something, guys? It, it's kind of funny. Do you um, you know why I think that maybe the, uh, the IRS is being weaponized against uh, the American citizen and uh, most particularly the uh, conservative movement in this country? Do you know why? It's because I'm not stupid, okay? I'm, I'm not a stupid. Uh, we've already been here, Lois Lerner. Sick the FBI on, uh, or the IRS on, uh, on uh, 501c3s that were conservative. We're using words like patriot, you know, and conservative and all that. And she left uh, office abruptly, never faced any charges. And now we've got a, uh, literally the day uh, that, uh, like the week that they're going to finalize this, uh, this bill that uh, doubles the size of the IRS. They place an ad for uh, new employees, and they ask that you be able to handle firearms and be able to use them uh, in a deadly fashion. So uh, I think, you know, I think you you need to kind of maybe just look at the facts and say, huh, I'm not stupid. I mean, honestly, I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. Oh, and what else are we not stupid out? Well, we certainly aren't stupid enough to believe that inflation is 0%. Okay, Joe Biden said that inflation is 0%, and then he scoots off to vacation like he needs a freaking vacation. You know the vacation like you were going to have this summer, but you can't afford it because of gas, you see. But, you know, gas has come down. Gas is now only double what it was when Joe Biden took office. So what are you complaining about? What the hell are you complaining about? Everything's great. Don't you see that we just because we're changing the the meaning of words like recession, which we're in right now, somehow we're not in a recession anymore, even though the definition of recession that we've used forever, which really isn't like the beginning of recession, it's actually the moment where it is solidified that we are in a recession. All of the other signs showed recession until we got to that second quarter of negative growth, and that puts an exclamation point on it. What else did we change the name? Oh, a riot. A riot is no longer a riot. It is a mostly peaceful demonstration, unless you're at the Capitol on January the 6th and you're a Trump supporter. 
kind of weird that way. We don't know what the hell a woman is anymore. We've got a Supreme Court justice who couldn't tell you what a woman was. Kind of weird. And, and, and by the way, when, when uh, the FBI goes into your home with a search warrant, rifles through everything, including your wife's wardrobe, that's not a raid anymore. According to CNN and MSNBC and all of the major networks, that's not a raid anymore. No, you know what? Take your Webster's Dictionary and throw it in the trash because, honestly, it's completely worthless because everything will be redefined according to what the dear leader and the party in power say the words mean. I think we need some uh, inspirational words from the former dear leader of our country, Barack Obama. Listen carefully to this. This was said to me by my producer, Ken. Just listen real carefully. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread yeah. enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, kind of interesting, you know, what he just said there. Except for, I haven't lost faith in you. That's, that's the only thing. I haven't lost faith in you. I haven't lost faith into the founding principles of the country. I haven't lost faith in the American dream because I'm living it right now. I'm living it right now. I got to do this for a living after growing up on a farm, after working in fields from the age of 10 from uh, working all sorts of blue-collar jobs, from selling cars most recently uh, until about a year ago when I, when I got to do this, I still believe in it. I see how you're suffering. I see how the ruling class has enriched itself and uh, continues to enrich itself. I see that a former president of the United States had his home raided by the FBI after he cooperated with the FBI just a couple months ago. I've got copious evidence of that. I'm going to share it with you. And, you know, it's kind of funny because we've got four other uh, U.S. presidents that are still alive and none of them are saying a damn thing. It's kind of like maybe they went to Washington, D.C. and enriched themselves and enriched their families and, uh, and now can retire in abject comfort. And uh, the one president that went to Washington, D.C. and did what he said he was going to do did not gut us into any new wars. George W. Bush did not uh, decrease regulation, uh, did everything we said he would do. He brought uh, unparalleled success to the country, the lowest black unemployment rate, the lowest Hispanic unemployment rate, the highest number of women in the workforce. I could go on and on and on. Made our military proud again, refunded our military, made us strong within the world, brought peace to the Middle East, made China and Russia, knocked them back on their heels. And oddly enough, we've got four other presidents who are saying not a damned frickin' thing about it. Unbelievable. And Barack Obama said this. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing. Everything you believe is a conspiracy theory, by the way, right? According to the government. If it's against the government narrative, it's either a conspiracy theory or it's disinformation. 
which was a term coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Citizens no longer know what to believe. I know what to believe because I've never changed my beliefs. Once they lose trust in their leaders. Oh, yeah, big time. In mainstream media. Oh, dear God in heaven. In political institutions. The FBI, the IRS, the CIA, the HHS, the CDC, the NIH. In each other. Nope. Still believe in you guys. In the possibility of truth. The game's won. Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to tell you this, the game ain't over yet. Here's our dear leader before he shuffled off to vacation. He's taking a one-week vacation, which you could only dream of because gas is too expensive and, and you're working three jobs. The news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Yeah, you know, uh, that's pretty amazing because you see it didn't get worse. I mean, inflation is still, we're still 8.5% above last year at this time, down from 9.1% last month. So praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes. No, we still can't survive on what we make. We're still not making it to the next paycheck. Do I have to say this again? Do I have to say that people are living on their credit cards? Do I have to say that nearly half of the food banks in the United States are experiencing an increased demand as Americans struggle under the crushing weight of 40-year high inflation? Do I have to repeat that it, Walmart is too expensive for most Americans, many Americans in poverty? Certainly, they have to go to Dollar General and do all of their shopping. Do I have to say again that we have a baby formula shortage in a country of plenty do I have to say again that there are people who are literally telling their sick others when they're at the gas station, do I have enough to fill the tank or should I just put $20 in until payday? No, no, no. All of that went away yesterday because the dear leader, before he went off on his glorious vacation with his crack-addled criminal son, he said that inflation was zero. Well, here's CNN. Look, it didn't get worse. And that is what a lot of people were really zeroing in on here. Uh, inflation in the month up eight and a half percent year over year in July. In June, it was nine. It's like saying that, you know, the, the fire department's out in front of your house and your house is on fire. And the, uh, the master bedroom and, the, uh, and the, uh, the living room, they're on fire. They're still burning, but it hasn't spread to the basement yet. So we're fine. Point one percent. So that's that sign of cooling in this still hot inflation. I think you can say that the boil is off, but this is a still very hot near a 40 year high. Uh, for inflation. Anybody else out there, you feel a lot of relief yesterday since the inflation rate year to year, month to month, went from 9.1 to 8.5%. Did that end all of your problems? Did that end? Are you just going to call that third job today? Maybe you're working at Hobby Lobby, you're working at Target, maybe you know, you're picking up a little bit working at Starbucks. You know, did, did you quit one of those jobs because the dear leader before he went off on his glorious vacation said that inflation was zero? I mean, happy days are here again, bro. I don't know what you're complaining about. I, I what? You got nothing to complain about? Oh, here's that uh, Larry Summers. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he worked with the Obama administration. Here's what he had to say about it. I still think we have a very serious inflation problem in no. this country. No. I don't think that inflation problem is going to go away uh, of its own volition, and so I think we're likely to have some 
quite turbulent times ahead. No, everything's rosy. You know why? Because we're not in a recession. No, no, no. There's no recession. Even though everything says we're in a recession. A recession. That is what we're in. No one can deny. This is Jim Gossett. The White House is attempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. Zero percent inflation. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. It wasn't a raid. That's a recession. And it's always been time to face the music. It wasn't show. a riot. It was a mostly you see, peaceful. It's still a recession by any other name. Biden's denial is lame. A recession, that is what we've got. Joe and Janet yelling are lying a lot. A recession by any other name. La, 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 la. Yeah, we're not stupid. All right, so we've got a bunch of stuff I'm going to get to. Next, we're going to talk about the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the reaction, Tom Fitton getting involved, and we're not going to take this lying down. A lot of talk about a revolution. I hate to tell you this. We're already in it. We're in the thick of it. You just don't even know it. We're, We're in the thick of it. I'll get to details on that. 800-922-6680. Not a, not a shooty revolution. Not a pew-pew revolution. But we're there. Yeah, we're there. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. So the uh, the man who got 74 million votes in the 2020 election uh, versus the man who <laughs> sorry he got 81 million votes. Sure, Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Yeah, yeah. If you think that the uh, if you say to me that uh, you know prove the election was stolen, I'll say prove it wasn't. Because uh, you don't usually go from, uh, you know, zero to, I don't know, uh, 71% of people thinking you shouldn't run again and 85% of the country saying you're going the, gone in the wrong direction. Uh, if you, you know, have a mandate, you know, if you have a mandate, that usually doesn't happen so quickly. Yeah, but it did this time, didn't it? And it's funny because the the man who time and time again, straw poll after straw poll after straw poll, is winning against everybody, including the vaunted Ron DeSantis. And nothing against Ron DeSantis. He's a great guy. I really think he's going to make a great president one day. He ain't ready. Neither is Christy Noem. Nobody else in the Republican field is as ready to be the president of the United States as Donald Trump. That's just the way it is. And despite the fact that he is now 177 in 10 in primary races around the country, Trump-endorsed candidates are kicking ass and taking names. Here is what Mitch McConnell had to say when he was in Kentucky. You know, Kentucky's experiencing some uh, thousand-year floods. It's weird. I lived in Missouri in 1993 when there were thousand-year floods. Now, actually, they happen all the time. Here's Mitch McConnell answering a question about the jackbooted thug raid of Donald Trump's home this week. What is your reaction to the FBI raid yesterday? 
I'm here today to talk about uh, the flood and the recovery from the flood. Yeah, you know what I'm here to say? Uh, you're done. You're done, sir. You are so beyond done. And any Republican who votes for you to retain your position deserves to be done as well. First national poll following the FBI raid on President Trump. 83% of Republicans and 73% of independents now are more likely to vote in the 2022 midterm elections as a result of the FBI raid. Convention of States Action in partnership with the Trafalgar Group says that uh, independent Republican voters are united in their outrage about this unprecedented and tragic event in American history. It's clear to voters that the FBI raid is designed to punish the primary political enemy of the regime in power, according to Mark Meckler, of the, pres of the, the president of Convention of States, which you need right about now. 53.9% of independent voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid on President Trump's private home. 35% believe it is it was the impartial justice system at work, and 10.8% are not sure. And who gives a rat behind about them people? 76% of Republican voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid on President Trump's private home. 14% think it was impartial. 11.9% of Democrat voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid. 71% of independent voters say the FBI raid on President Trump has increased their motivation to vote on the 2022 election. Now, they just said uh, that they think that this was an injustice. It was the uh, political weapon. So now they're going to vote. Huh, wonder which way they're going to vote. 83% of Republican voters say the FBI raid on President Trump has increased their motivation to vote in the 2022 election. And I believe that a substantial number of those feel also that this was a grave injustice. This was jackbooted thuggery by an arm of the party in power. Let's go to Bob in Parkville, Maryland. Hello there, Bob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on, my friend? Yes, good afternoon. I yes, sir. To talk about what happened uh, last Monday night. Yes, sir. I had called uh, Derek Hunter. He's on, as you know, in the morning in yes, I know. Baltimore. Yes. I was talking about the Constitution of the United States and never give up any of your rights, especially the first ten amendments. It's the individual uh, protection against your own government. Yes. Uh, this, they, they've so done away with what constitutes the heart of the Constitution of the United States. I'm not going to name any names. I just want to say this. There are so-called American citizens, like you just brought up. This is an act of sedition. No question about it, if you're in on this. Yeah. This man, he's not my cup of tea, but the current president isn't either. I'm an independent. My man was Eisenhower, as I told you before. Oh, yes, oh, yes. I, uh, but there are no more Eisenhowers around. That's the problem. But this, uh, this raid on this ex-former president's uh, uh, abode in, in Florida, I would want to know who the person was who was supposed to tip these so-called FBI and, and so forth about the locations of what was in that in, in his building. In his yeah, yeah. Case. Bob, you're right. There was somebody inside the building, apparently, who tipped Why people off now. Why do uh, well, they will. Uh, the the uh, bleep is going to hit the it's fan here, Bob. In the Constitution, my friend, uh, a man must face his own accuser. Doesn't it? Doesn't it say that? Yes, sir. So how come they don't name him? 
It also says uh, something about unreasonable searches and seizures, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's part of that, too, there, Bob. Bob, i got to tell you, you've been on the planet a few more years than me, Bob. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, I'm 85 years old. I'll tell you one thing. I wanted to bring this up. Real quick. Khrushchev, in 1958, visited the United States because he was invited by the United States Senate and the congressional authorities. They were all Democrats. They had control of both houses, but they didn't have the presidency because it was Eisenhower. So he came here. I Ike, you know how Ike was. He hated anything. Uh, uh, Ike or anything like that. And he, uh, uh, Khrushchev acknowledged that the United States would fall. This is in 1958. Yeah, yeah, Bob, listen, I got to run. I got to run. I got to wait. Wherever it gets a hard break, I do appreciate your phone call. I appreciate Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, more of your calls on the way. Ken, you're up next. And then uh, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch. He's uh, taking action against this uh, unreasonable search and seizure. And then I've got a lot of audio from the people who were there. Um, If you were thinking that American Revolution is coming, well, no, you're right in the middle of it. You are right in the middle of it. Not a single shot fired. This is The Rob Carson Show. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of in, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing. That would be be Nobel Prize winning uh, uh, economist Milton Friedman, by the way. Yeah, I thought you should know that. There's never been any debate debate about that uh, as well as far as the creation of inflation. There's the uh, recession thing, two quarters negative growth, and then that, those two things. And both of those you're told not to believe. If you think that an American revolution is coming and, and there's talk about it and there's, you know, this and that and picking up arms and all that stuff, that's, that's no. <laughs> by, by the time that happens, it'll already be too late. Right now, we're in the middle of it. Right now, we're in the middle of changing the country, overthrowing the country. It's coming from the left, by the way. It's, it's, it's been happening for a, a long time. If you think all of this, this nonsense that's been happening the last five years just happened, happenstance, COVID, what, you're wrong. This all started years ago when Barack Obama said he was going to fundamentally change the, uh, the country. And I, and I don't like conspiracy theories. I, I, I do a lot of work on uh, research for my show. I do 10 hours of prep for a three-hour show. I've also got life experience and common sense going. So if you think that it's going to be, uh, oh, a bunch of guys going to get together. You know, do you know how hard it would be to just get a, bunch, a loose group of people in a country of 330 million people to take up arms and organize? And that, that ain't going to happen. That, that's not going to happen. I, I'm, you know, I'm well-armed. I know a lot of people who are well-armed. The revolution is already upon us. It's been happening for a while here. They're just trying to put the nail in our coffin, and that's not going to happen. That's not going to freaking happen. Judicial Watch announced today that Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, by the way, he's just a low-level judge who has political leanings toward the left. It's fairly obvious. He actually recused himself six weeks before saying, giving the FBI the ability to uh, search Donald Trump's home wholesale. He actually recused himself from a case where Donald Trump was suing Hillary Clinton. Did you know that? 
But somehow, this in combination with social media posts that clearly show he's an enemy of Donald Trump, they went to him because they knew he'd give them the thumbs up. This on the heels of the FBI using the uh, lying to the FISA court, lying to the FISA court to obtain warrants to, uh, to listen in on Donald Trump and his campaign to surveil them, the transition team and the new presidency. We're in the middle of the revolution. It's not, it's, it's not coming. It's, it's already here. Judicial Watch announced today that uh, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt has ordered the U.S. Department of Justice to file a response to Judicial Watch motion to unseal the warrant and supporting materials behind the FBI raid. They've been reticent to share it, you see. They've been reticent to share the reason why. They've never said that. And oddly enough, the only thing that Christopher Wray is saying is that uh, there are threats against law enforcement. Now, you may recall the summer of 2020, you may recall the war on the police started by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the Democrat Party with defunding the police, and then all the riots that injured hundreds of police officers, killed at least one in St. Louis. You may recall that happened. Well, that was the war on police. And this jackweed, Chris Ray, has the audacity to say that because he conducts a jackbooted raid on the former president of the United States' home, Searching everything, not just the materials in question from the National Archive. He says that now the police are under uh, threat. I tell you what, uh, if you work for the FBI, I would seriously consider putting your stuff at your desk in a box right now just to be ready. Judicial Watch investigating the potential politicization of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the U.S. Department of Justice, whether uh, the FBI and Justice Department are abusing their law enforcement powers to harass a likely future political opponent of President Biden. The public has an urgent and substantial interest in understanding the predicate for the execution of the unprecedented search warrant of the private residence of a former president and likely future political opponent. No official explanation or information has been released about the search. As of the filing of this motion, the public Public record consists solely of speculation and innuendo. In short, the historical presumption of access to warrant materials vastly outweighs any interest the government may have in keeping the materials under seal. Given the political context and the highly unusual actions of executing a search warrant, oh yeah, and also the FBI abusing its power, obtaining FISA warrants to surveil Donald Trump when he was a candidate, his transition team, and presidency... It is essential that the public understands as soon as possible the basis for the government's action. Here is John Solomon. He is a, an incredible, incredible reporter with a long track word, uh, record talking about the timeline of events that led up to the raid on Donald Trump's home. The wholesale raid of his home where his office was turned upside down, where his safe was opened, where his wife's wardrobe was rifled through this is america in 2022 uh, i have confirmed that in late may the federal government the justice department delivered a grand jury subpoena to president trump president trump this is in connection with the records case president trump didn't contest the subpoena he voluntarily cooperated with it allowed three agents and a senior doj official 
to come to his property. I can't wait to see the security camera footage. The FBI told the people at uh, Mar-a-Lago to turn off the Camrys. Cameras? Camrys. Not the Camrys. The Camrys you can drive off. You know, they're a nice Toyota. They'll last you forever. But the cameras and uh, the, the Secret Service and the staff there said, hey, you know, up yours. On June 3rd and to up, uh, pick up a set of documents that they thought were uh, what the government was looking for, the last remaining documents. And they knew where it was because they actually helped uh, Donald Trump lock them up in a room. They weren't in Melania's closet. We're left there. The president actually came down and surprised everybody. Dressed up in a suit, came down, greeted the FBI agents, said, I appreciate it. You know why he did that? Because he has respect for law enforcement. And I did, too, until now. What you're doing... And he t- I'm talking about the FBI. Told them if there's anything you need, let us know. We will cooperate fully. When the president left, the FBI agents, according to government officials and private sources I've talked to, asked for permission to go see the storage locker, the one they just broke into a week ago. They were voluntarily allowed to go in and take a look at the locker, see what things were done, uh, ask questions. They left in a very cordial manner because the president was cooperating without any resistance. And he had made a promise. You need something. Come back. I'm- oh, that's interesting. He said, if you need anything else, please, please, just reach out to my people. We'll be fine. I'm going to deliver it. Five days later, the government asked that a good padlock be put on that room, secure uh-huh. that room, yep. which the Secret Service did. Yep. And nothing occurred for two months well. until they showed up and raided. The president was voluntarily complying with the grand jury subpoena. And then he gets raided anyways. These are going to raise some very serious questions about the timeline of what has now happened. And they expect you to believe that nobody in the higher echelons of the FBI or the president of the United States knew anything about it. You know why I believe they knew everything about it? Say it with me. Yeah, because I'm not stupid. It's kind of weird. The same thing happened to another Trump associate, uh, Peter Navarro, just not too long ago. He was actually arrested at Reagan National Airport and put in leg irons. Seriously, for a misdemeanor, leg irons and solitary confinement. This was a bread and circus political arrest that was leaked to the press while I sat in solitary confinement in leg irons, unable to ask for legal advice. They were making, and look, I went out uh, after... There are uh, dozens and dozens of people in the January 6th uh, prison in Washington, D.C., the Gulag, the Bastille, who don't have the notoriety of, uh, of Peter Navarro, who don't have the ability to afford attorneys. They've been out of work. Their lives have been destroyed, while many of them sit in solitary confinement. And by the way, there was no evidence of an insurrection. The FBI even said that. They even said there was no insurrection at the Capitol on January the 6th. I got past the judge there. I went outside and I said this. So I said, I'm not the target here. The real target is Donald John Trump. And by the way, if they can come for Navarro and Trump, they can come for everybody. But you know, you don't need to worry about that. Yesterday, I posted on social media and uh, was greeted with a little bit of consternation. Not as much as I thought, though. Not as much as I thought. I said that, uh, you know, if you believe that the IRS is, uh, you have nothing to worry about, about 87,000 new IRS agents 
um, then uh, that's kind of like, I don't know, uh, the German army telling people in, in the German people that you have nothing to worry about as long as you're not hiding Jews. And I know there was, oh, my God, you can't believe you, you use that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, no, not, I, don't use, I don't do these things uh, to, to stir things up. I make honest analogies about what I've seen and how history repeats itself. The, this is talking about the, the IRS wants to go after people who have not done anything wrong. They want to assume guilt, and you have to prove that you're not guilty. That's the way the IRS works. And the tax code is so ungodly complicated that one slip on one line could result in ruining you. And that's what they're looking for. There's no other reason for the the IRS to want to hire 87,000 new employees, new enforcement agents, when 4% of the money is going to customer service. The rest, a good share of it, 60%, is going for enforcement. And they even pulled down an ad online looking for IRS agents who know how to handle firearms and would be willing to use deadly force if necessary. That's real. Let's go to Ken in Jessup, Maryland. Hello there, Ken. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts today, please. Uh, Rob, hi. Um, I don't know how often you look at the Gateway Pundit. All the time. I, I, um, but they have an article on there today that what the FBI is actually, was actually looking for is uh, President Trump declassified and has a binder regarding crossfire hurricane. Yes. And it actually names, I guess, the FBI agents involved in all of this and their activities. He declassified it. The Department of Justice took it for a little bit and took out any sources and methods and sent it back. But that's actually what they're not what they're looking for, not some obscure documents. Okay. Um, okay. That that to me makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it, it does. It does. But yesterday they also went after uh, a bunch of uh, lawmakers in uh, in Pennsylvania. They also confiscated Representative Scott Perry's phone as part of a probe uh, involving electors coming from the state of Pennsylvania. So this makes me kind of look like, uh, unless it's a distraction, like they were looking for additional information on January the 6th. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I guess... Okay, okay. I, At I this point, honestly, Ken, who the hell knows, right? At this point, yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah, so I, I'm going to leave with a joke. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you, think, do you think that there's a spike in monkeypox because we're becoming a banana republic? I think that's probably a good reason. Thanks for the call. <laughs> if you if you get a hankering for uh, bananas and want to throw your own feces at people, then we'll know you got it there, Ken. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Uh, more on the way. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, Donald Trump's attorneys who are on scene to talk about how the uh, the FBI behaved during this raid against a former president of the United States, the first in our history. The first in our history. That's coming up. The number here is 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. And the shopper around the world was the start of the revolution. The men and men were raised on the moon. You remember this? Fellow Xers. Take your powder, take your gun, report to General Washington. Hurry, man, there's not an hour to lose. 
Now, that's the uh, traditional uh, version of a revolution. Well, the revolution has been going on for uh, years. We're just seeing the culmination of it. It's a revolution against you and me. Everything. You think the last five years <laughs> it just happened? I mean, look at everything. Look at everything that is upside down right now. From CRT in schools to uh, uh, Donald Trump being uh, uh, raided to, uh, you know, the election of 2020 uh, to what happened in 2020, by the way, uh, what happened the summer of 2020. You think you think that that the revolution is coming? I hate to tell you this. I think we're knee deep in it already. And, And our reaction to it. Our reaction to it is the fight. Not talking physical. I'm talking about refusing, saying no. Right now, you are nothing to the federal government. You are nothing more than a, uh, a means of production and revenue. That's it. You are a means of production and revenue, and if you don't serve their political purposes, you are crap. And you will be persecuted. You will be cursed, persecuted by the IRS. You will be persecuted possibly by the FBI. It will start with the IRS, by the way, with their 87,000 new agents. <laughs> I, I, listen, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure this stuff out. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. They're literally, they're gonna, the House is going to vote on it tomorrow. 87,000 new IRS agents. $400 billion spent on green energy nonsense, and they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, what the hell else do you need to know? What the hell else do you need to know? You're being played. You're being played. Dear God, I swear to God. This is Janine Pirro. I, I love Janine, by the way. She's spectacular. Uh, here she is at night four last talking about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I don't think it's speculation at all. You do not, you do not break into a house of a guy that you've been working with for nine months that you have to admit has been cooperating with you for presidential records? No. Almost like it was a political persecution. Can I ask you a question? No. I'm going to answer your question. Yes, and you do not do that and have guys with AR-15 and women, I might add, at the front of Mar-a-Lago at, at, in a situation... What would happen if this was Barack and Michelle Obama? What the hell if it was one of their palatial estates that they got by not inventing anything or bringing in anything to market just by being a government uh, tool? What do you suppose people would do if they raided their home with 30 or 40 jackbooted thugs carrying ARs? Their home in, uh, in Hawaii, right there on the, uh, on the beach with the rising uh, tides because of global warming and climate change, or, or in uh, Martha's Vineyard. What the hell would happen then? What about Bill and Hillary's place in New York in Chappaqua? How would that be greeted? I want you to just stand back and look at the office of president of the United States. And you look at respect and you look at uh, uh, demeanor and you look at this as being a, an affront to the office. A little bit more from Judge Janine. ...like this where the man's about to announce for president if he's going to run for president. Aha! But if I were the lawyer, the first thing I'd say is, as a citizen of the United States, I want to know from the Department of Justice why you're doing this. I want to know from the FBI whether or not this is legitimate, because everything that you've done regarding Donald Trump has been illegal, illegitimate, 
and immoral, and the country knows it. And you. Okay, let's go to Steve real quick in Santa Cruz. Steve, you got about 45 seconds. Go right ahead. Thanks. Yeah, I've always suspected the FBI and the CIA rigged the election with the ma machines. Yes. To see them so cavalier and third reichish about this raid on Trump bolsters that suspicion. And I think also they knew his deposition would be a few days later. They wanted to force him to testify in case they found anything. Yes. And this goes back to Biden. But if you want to know all the details, you have to visit the editorial section of LennonMurderTruth.com. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's take your uh, calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.